0: duelists my hair is authorizing me to begin this podcast nora joined by olivia uh did you forget the intro there for a few seconds no i was gathering room tone for noise removal oh look at you professional that's right we watched three episodes of Oh. we sure did we're almost done with Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we we also kind of watched the first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, but over the course of 3 episodes. Ugh. Uh, at least it was hornier. For like 2 seconds. <laughs> Unless you're into Nappa, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you love the Saiyans. Nappa with a gun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, last we left off, and I know it's been a while, please forgive me, a lot of shit was going on. But mm-hmm. last we left off, Kaiba had abducted Yugi's grandfather and said, come to Kaiba Land, which is my new amusement park. And we right. will, we will have a gaming challenge to get him back. So what happens in these three episodes? And then after that, they got sidetracked dealing with fake Bruce Lee gamer. That is so true. There was a fake Bruce Lee gamer. In these episodes, I'll just read the uh, summary, which is how the podcast works. Uh, No, this is a Wikipedia page for the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Let me go to the other Wikipedia page, which is Yu-Gi-Oh! 1998 TV series episode list. Episode 22, Breakthrough Borderline Shooting. Yugi and his friends head through Death T, making their way through a laser tag game against special forces members and a game of wits with a giant killer robot. Is it, is it a game of wits? It's a riddle that I didn't really <laughs> understand. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so le- <sighs> Kaiba Land. I kind of thought... And I feel like it was kind of implied in the last episode that it was like an island that he had turned into an amusement park. Do you remember this? Because they're like at a bay at the last episode and they're riding on a boat. But then in this episode, they're just in a building. Kaiba Land is just in a building. I don't know, man. Kaiba Land is like Willy Wonka. I feel like it's... Not a theme park if it's in a building, and I didn't know I felt very strongly this way, but I do. Hmm. Like, it's a theme park. Maybe this is one building in the theme park. The Death Tea. No, the Death Tea is in the building, but the building is labeled Kaiba Land. But we saw Kaiba Land before, right? No, we didn't. That was a different amusement park. That was the Domino City Amusement Park. Are we sure about that? I'm very sure about this. Kaiba Land was not finished until very recently. Hmm. Because Maybe. Because Kaiba's dad comes back and gives him shit that he hasn't finished building Kaiba Land yet. So they couldn't have gone to Kaiba Land in the episode with the amusement park. I thought it was Kaiba Land. It was not Kaiba Land. Did that look like an amusement park that would capture all of the people of Japan, as Kaiba himself said? I guess not, and there weren't any dragons. No. If it was Kaiba, there would be so many fucking dragons if that was Kaiba Land. That's true. Kaiba has an autographed set of the inheritance cycle. (laughs) Oh shit, We, we, we see our boy. We see the attention duelist guy. Yeah, he's in this first episode that we watched. He shows them the way to Death Tea. Um, his hair is a lot less spiky in this version. Um, which I think is really funny. That when they just yeah. take this design and put him in the in the Duel Monster show, they're like, no, his hair has to be dumber. It's the same hairstyle, it's just normal hair. Yeah, it's just like not as spiky. And then, it's less spiky than Honda's hair, actually. He and Honda have like... This guy, so like, this guy, Honda, and then this guy again in Duel Monsters, have like an increasing, like, curve of the spikiness of their hair, but they all have fundamentally the same style. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, That guy has a name. I don't know it. Uh, That guy is, I think. Can I get. The Yu-Gi-Oh! wiki, not the Yu-Gi-Oh! abridged wiki. I think his name is Kemo. Or Kimo? Kemo. <laughs> Some days it feels like chemo. I'm gonna Google Yu-Gi-Oh Kemo. Yeah. Known as Suruwatari in the Japanese version. Okay, he is one of Maximilian Pegasus's suits. He's extremely dim-witted, callous, and greedy. <laughs> me too <sighs> okay, so chemo takes them to <gasps> what sorry, I need you to see his manga rendition. Oh hell, yeah, which is the hidden fourth tier <laughs> of spiky hair. <laughs> It's not, like, bigger than the other spikes, but it's, like, thinner, and it's like straight up. weirder. Yeah, it's... Very weird-looking dude. But anyway, he says, like, oh, I'll take you to where your grandfather and Kaiba are waiting. And it turns out that Kaiba has beaten Grandpa in Duel Monsters with his three blue-eyes-white dragons. Like, a whole... A lot of this arc is basically just the plot of... Like, the first episode of Duel Monsters, but stretched out. So A lot of beats, like, Kaiba has three blue eyes. They arrive and he's just, like, beating up the grandpa in Duel Monsters. Um, Yugi will summon Exodia. It it makes it clear that the reason that Yugi's grandpa is on the ground and, like, weak is because he got spooked really hard by the holograms. Yeah, the holograms were really scary. He thought he was going to die. They were doing the uh the T-Rex scene from yeah. Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. Not the first time that happens in this arc, e- or not the last time that'll happen in this arc either. No. This is a f- this is a favorite of Kaiba's. You might say that he's sort of like Scarecrow. <laughs> so, Death T is like Kaiba's gauntlet challenge, right? um the t stands for tower the t does stand for tower it is just like a five floor tower where on every floor they have to beat a game and if they win they go up if they lose they die (laughs) or something and it's kind of a lame set piece yeah also the games are mid at best yeah, this I think has just been Yu Gi Oh's problem as an anime. Yeah. Like as an anime about games, the like writing of the games is very bad. Almost like the writer is not a game designer, but instead, you know, a writer mm-hmm. who just had the idea of writing about games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the like like those the thing we've been saying is like most of the time. It, it, like, most of the time, it feels less like Yugi has, like, a, a puzzle or has, like, a strategy, a smart strategy for winning, and more just, like, the opponent, like, forgot or didn't know an important rule. You know? Lots of rules only come up when they come up. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, like, better in Duel Monsters when you have the cards. You know? Like, when the cards are mm-hmm. there, it's like, okay, I guess I could have just looked at the cards. Um, they'll just explain what the cards do and use them as, like, a puzzle. But, uh, when you don't have that, it feels like just really, like, whatever happens will happen. You didn't know that, actually, my capsule will go underground. Yeah, you didn't know that my mole guy could burrow, and it's like, well, neither did I. So, you could tell me your mole guy could do anything, and I have to believe you. But it doesn't make it satisfying. Uh, we should just go up the floors in this episode, I think. Because we do the first two. So floor one. It's laser tag. And Kaiba has hired special ops sickos to go after them with <laughs> laser guns. Real lasers. Also, Jonouchi gets hit by the laser and gets knocked out for ten minutes. So, and Miho gets knocked out for ten minutes, but that's cause she takes a nap. Mio takes a nap in the middle of the battleground and then wakes up and just blasts the three guys, which I think is the best yeah. part of this episode. It's a good scene. I'm really sad that Miho has to leave, but I'm glad that she gets to kill. Yeah, yeah, she gets a triple <laughs> she does get a triple, and then everyone's like, "Damn, Mio got a triple." <laughs> The next uh, stage, mm-hmm. there's a rolling robot moving forward with, with the word "blood" written on it, but with two L's. And mm-hmm. there are a bunch of switches with ten, eleven, double O, O one mm-hmm. on them. And they and all everyone to- is is holding a but holding a switch down, and then Yugi has to decide which of them. Let's up the switch, which will make the robot stop and if they if they like let go of the wrong switch, the robot will speed up, and it's like a big trash compactor robot coming down the hall but i I do not the solution understand. <laughs> is to release the eleven because it spell the ones and zeros <laughs> can used to spell out the word blood, but b l l o o d is wrong, so you take out the 11, but that doesn't let you spell blood. No it doesn't. <laughs> because a 1 and a cuz like a 1 and a 0 make a 1 and a 1 and a 0 make a b or a d, right? Yes. Depending on which way they're ordered. Zero, 00 makes two two os. Like, okay, I get it. But you're missing an l. <laughs> you have just spelled bood. Yeah. which is not the same thing i feel like it's like does does kazuki takahashi like have have a weird idea about english spelling is that what happens in this in this sequence i don't know it never like shows the result Mm -hmm. like maybe nobody like realized that they like drew it wrong or something i don't know then like it never like spells out and shows the correct thing yeah visually yeah it's just something yugi says um yeah which is weird um, it's really weird and doesn't make any sense but hey it's Yu-Gi-Oh. parentheses <laughs> toei <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they so they beat this weird robot puzzle and then they go up to the third floor at which point blocks start falling and then we get to episode 23 we do get to episode twenty-three. Which is called Capumon King Showdown for the Top. When Honda is seemingly killed by one of Kaiba's <laughs> death traps, an enraged Yugi battles Mokuba, Kaiba's younger brother, in a game of capsule monster chess. Okay, this is a Yeah, here's the thing, Yugi is not that enraged. I gotta finish the summary. Okay. This is the first time Chinouchi and Miho see his alter ego. After Mokuba loses and faces a penalty game where his soul will be devoured, Yuki saves him, ultimately going to death T5 to defeat Seto Kaiba in a game of duel monsters. Uh Uh-huh. So, the block puzzle. They are in this, like, checkerboard room, and these big square blocks are falling down. And Kaiba says they have to avoid being crushed by the blocks and find a way to escape, Okay. Mm -hmm. yugi realizes that they can climb up on the blocks and the blocks are slowly building up to this like tunnel that they can get up through so as long as they survive and navigate the blocks well they can get out without getting crushed by the big block um everyone gets out except for honda whose shirt gets caught (laughs) between two of the blocks and so he just picks yugi up and throws him to Junochi, who carries him. And then he doesn't actually get crushed by a block. I've noticed this. Um, a block just comes down in front of the tunnel. So I guess that's how he survives and shows up in the next episode. I thought in the moment that the one that came down on him would be like a hologram or something. But... mm no, I think, I think it's just that they see a block dropping towards him. And then what actually happens is the block, a block falls in, right in front of their tunnel. Yeah. So I think the intention is for ha- that is, I think it is a deliberate intention on the part of Kaiba to have them believe that Honda has been just crushed He's to death. Dead. <laughs> um, And it certainly makes Yugi do like the gacha game trauma face. Love is over. Um, and afterwards, afterwards, Mokuba gets mad at Kaiba because they have this bet going on, um, about where Yugi will lose the game, and Mokuba bet on himself, and Kaiba bet on himself, which means that Kaiba thinks that <laughs> Yugi will beat Mokuba, Mokuba's very mad about this, and like, this is my motivation, I'm gonna beat Yugi and make you acknowledge me, and then he stomps off in his bathrobe. He. That bathroom, he'll grow into it, I guess. But... <laughs> every, every time they show a full-body shot of Mokuba, it is the funniest thing ever. He looks like he's a normal person who has had just, like, a section of him removed, and they've, like, squished the two parts together, you know? Yeah. It, he looks like that one picture of, like, um, Drake where they shortened him. the proportions are very weird and the fact that he's wearing that weird bathrobe that covers up most of his body does not help he looks yeah he looks like he is he is living it up (laughs) his bathrobe is trailing the ground behind him oh it's gonna get so dirty it's, like, fluffy on the inside, too. You know that's just gonna get a bunch of dust It's and okay. Shit. He wears a new one every day. Right. They are rich. They own an amusement park. <laughs> they, are, they, they are very... They own an amusement... They're super over budget on their amusement park. This is something that has specifically come up. So, Yugi, kind of, like, overcome by the shock and trauma of what he believes to be Honda's death, Tells everyone that he has a secret man living inside him. That he was hiding from them. Because he thought that if they knew he had a secret man inside him, they wouldn't want to be friends. Uh, to which Jonochi's like, that's dumb. It's cool that you have a secret man inside you. Friends should tell each other things, including whether they are possessed by the spirit of an ancient Egyptian. <laughs> but they all kind of like, you know... um Uh, In a particularly like cruel duel monsters parallel, everyone puts their hands in and they're like we're all friends, we're gonna team up and then Miho puts two hands in and says one of them is for Honda and I hate that they're gonna do this (laughs) exact thing in duel monsters without Miho. But also they're gonna draw a face on their hands. Uh Which I think is worse. I think you could just put your hands in there. Yeah. We could just do a, a, a team break. Why did not Yugi put his other hand in there and say, this one's for my grandpa? <laughs> this one's for the other man that lives inside me. <laughs> Can somebody else put in another hand for my grandpa I've run out? This one's for Bakura. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, by the way, uh, Bakura, Kaiba has, like, gathered an audience... Everyone else who is going to Kaibaland is, like, in this arena watching all the stuff that happens on a TV. And Bakura is in the audience and the whole time he's saying incredibly sexual things. <laughs> uh, I've got some screenshots. Uh, please, read so- please read some of Bakura's dialogue in this episode. Let's see here. We've got... Something in me cries out as he's blushing and sweating and looking up. Mm-hmm. And then we have—he's like, crossed his arms, his eyes closed, looking down, still blushing. He says, "My body is hot." R- remember that he's just watched Honda die, <laughs> <laughs> which I think just adds a whole other layer to this. That's that third Bakura that we don't know about yet. <laughs> uh, also, every, also, uh, people talk to him in this episode, and I'm still messed up at like the actual pronunciation. I'm so used to like the four kids dub saying Bakura that whenever like the the mm-hmm. actual Japanese audio tracks is Bakura, it just like d- destroys me.
1: It's this is weird.
0: this is my Akira. You're Akira. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. So they get up, <laughs> so they get up to the fourth floor after reaffirming their friendship bond, and Mokuba is there in his bathrobe in the battle box, and he says, "Yugi, join me in the battle box, and we'll play Capsule Monsters. You all know about Capsule Monsters, right? It's just like Duel Monsters. <laughs> I think actually, it, does Capsule Monsters come first in this show?" Mm. No, because one of the, like, first half-dozen episodes is the dolls. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, then. Well, yeah, so, uh, as as it always is when Yugi plays capsule monsters, the stuff is rigged, so Mokuba <laughs> gets all the strongest monsters and Yugi gets all the weak monsters. Uh, however, <laughs> Yugi is able to uh, basically... Use the power of Mokuba's monsters against him to make him blow up his own guys and clear a path to the evolution square where Yugi is able to get his two star guy to the edge to the evolution square. So he evolves into a five star guy and then is able to beat the rest of Mokuba's monsters. That's the whole fight. Yeah. yeah. Shout Shadow to the squid guy who blows himself up to kill one of Mokuba's monsters. It's Heracross but with like Mickey Mouse hands. <laughs> it is. The guy the big monster that Yugi gets. Not very intimidating or cool looking. Um oh, also Yugi has become like Yami Yugi to do this uh yes. do this match. And he is transformed in front of his friends, who are like, okay, I guess you did just get taller. <laughs> Oh yeah, and during this match, uh Jonochi and Miha have like gone off to find uh, Honda, who they believe is not dead, and also the grandpa. And they run into a Bakura who is like, go over there and then disappears. <laughs> He's following his you Yeah. He's just well Honda's really straight is the thing. Until Duke Devlin shows up. Okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but tell me tell me all about this next part the, with the fighting game the, oh no I thought we were going to talk about the punishment game Uh, the fighting game is not until the next episode oh okay right it was during that not during this okay so at the start of the fight Mokuba was like oh the one who loses will have a hellish punishment game and then when Mokuba loses is like alright well you asked for it <laughs> and like Fills the box with gas, it which seems to be hallucinatory because then Mokuba it's it's the it's the same holograms that scared Grandpa because they dissolve into smoke when they're deactivated. Okay, I feel like Mokuba should not have been scared by this. Then being like like four, <laughs> that's so true. He's very young. <laughs> Kaiba is going to abandon him to get fucked up by the monsters. Um, and scream. But then Yugi runs back and, like, extends a hand to save Mokuba and pulls him out and goes like, Mokuba, I won this game because I had friends who were there for me. Do you have any friends? And Mokuba's like, no, my only friend was my brother, but now he's become possessed by gaming Satan. The devil of gaming. (laughs) The devil of gaming. I said this to you what? while we were watching it. It is so weird that Kaiba does not have a millennium item that's made him evil. Yeah, yeah. he's just like that. That's just what being rich is. But, like, that's the whole thing. Some multiple characters are like, oh, he used to be so nice, but then something happened and he became evil. And we we literally know, Bukura and Pegasus and Merrick, there are millennium items that make you evil. But Kaiba never oh, I- has one of these. To be fair, Pegasus never went yummy mode. Oh that's true. I guess he Pegas- was, I guess he was just ready to kill for his wife. He was already like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Merrick and Bakura definitely went yes, evil because of their millennial ideas. Sure. It's so uh, weird that uh, Kaiba doesn't have that. I think there's also more to Merrick specifically. Okay. Maybe. But, but we'll get there. Can but, you yeah. please just agree that there is yes, a... Yes, it, it there's a precedent of fucked up Joker mode okay. magic artifacts. And it's weird that Kaiba just doesn't have that. He has that, yeah. but he doesn't have that. Because there's no Millennium items, and Yugi does use magic to make him, like, good again. But <laughs> this is just, like... There's no, like... They just don't take the artifacts that are specifically said to be able to do this and give one to Kaiba to explain why he does this. Which is just a weird choice. Yeah, this is just Kaiba. Mm -hmm. Well, it won't be for very long because he's about to get mind crushed. Yep. Anyway, episode 24. 24, now... The time of decision and the miracle of friendship. With the lives of his grandfather and friends at stake, Yugi duels Kaiba, who has three blue-eyes-white dragons up his sleeve, while Junochi and Miho battle Ryuichi and Eileen. With his friend's support, Yugi pulls off an unbeatable combo, Exodia the Forbidden One. Yeah. Uh, so, Death T5, it is just a dual monsters game with Kaiba. Um. Meanwhile, uh, Miho and Jonochi find- Find Honda and the grandpa in, like, uh, an hourglass where the bottom half is slowly filling up with water. And Honda wakes up right before it goes over his face so he can, like, stand up. Um, but the grandpa is just, like, face down. <laughs> he should not be alive. Pinocchio give. <laughs> uh Anyway, they get taken up into the ceiling and then two of the game masters come back out and they're like, oh-ho, here we are, motherfucker. It's time to fight. And then, in, like, a shockingly horny bit, uh, Eileen, like, tears off her, her robe uh, to reveal her, like, leotard underneath and then goes into a tube where, like, a mecha suit gets, like, imposed onto her. And the same thing happens to Genochi. Um, and then it is revealed that... They're going to fight, and Miho and, uh, what's the other game master guy's name? Ryuichi? Ryuichi. They're going to use the suits to control the bodies of Eileen and Jonochi fighting game style. Um, Yeah, they've got the little stick, they've got the buttons. You may recall that uh, it was stated earlier that Miho's good at fighting games, and that doesn't really come up. Not really. But it does. In, in fact, it's not even her fault that they win. Yeah. Which is dumb. I think this should have been just me out busted out, like, her quarter circles <laughs> and just destroyed this Fua Oh no, <laughs> fuck the quarter circles. It's time for pretzels. <laughs> I'm gonna do my Z cross motion. Uh, Miho mains uh Geese Howard. She's always doing pretzels. <laughs> we we actually um we actually established that Miho likes to play all the girly fighting game characters and still wins. So oh, she doesn't main Geese Howard. But... No, no, she doesn't. Um Meanwhile, while all this is happening, Yugi and Kaiba are having basically the exact same duel they have in the first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh!. Yeah. Uh like Two episodes ago, we even had, like, shot for shot, Grandpa giving the deck to Yugi. And Mm -hmm. now we have beats, like... I think some of these cards come up in that episode, too. No, I think most of these cards are the same. Like, Yugi summons the the blue dragon. Kaiba summons the cyclops. um, Yugi summons Gaia the Fierce Knight. Kaiba summons the fucked-up clown. The blue-eyes white dragon. Can we talk real quick about Soggy the Dark Clown? Uh, dark Clown Soggy, <laughs> uh, not like a not like S A G I. Yeah, which maybe you might think, oh, it's like a name, mm-hmm. and it is a name, but no, it's a clown name. <laughs> it's soggy, like you know, wet things. Yeah, very very bad vibes there. Uh, Kaiba summons his three blue eyes. Yugi gets the Swords of Revealing Light to stop them from dying. Um, And then Kaiba's like, oh, draw your last pathetic card. They actually don't have the pathetic cards exchange. (laughs) (laughs) They have a a weirdly similarly phrased line. Uh, And then Yuki's like, wait, I remember the deus ex machina card. (laughs) But usually in dual monsters, it's one monster to a card. But there's one monster that needs five cards to summon. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And he realizes he has four of the cards in his hand. So if he just draws the fifth card, he will win instantly. Um, He draws the fifth card and he wins instantly. Yes, he says some bullshit about the power of friendship. The spirit... It's not the heart of the cards yet. Because literally in this particular instance, it is his grandfather's spirit in the cards. Uh huh. And And he talks to him. And also his friends, like... Each friend is overlaid over one of the pieces of Exodia. Uh Honda's a foot. <laughs> Honda and Miho are feet <laughs> and uh Junochi and Anzu are hands. Um he summons Exodia and then literally yells Mind Crush <laughs> and crushes Kaifa's <laughs> personality. <laughs> uh he says Um I've got the line here. Right now, Kaiba is in the darkness, gathering the fragments of his heart. If any of his kind heart remains, he will surely return. And then he just turns around and walks away. He tells Kaiba, I have shattered your evil heart. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh. And then... And then... Your man... It's Bakora. He's outside. He's wandering... He doesn't know what's going on, but Mm -hmm. then Yami Bakura shows up. And has different colored eyes and is like, ho ho, you may be worthy of possessing the Millennium Puzzle, but I will be your next opponent, ho 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 ho. (laughs) (laughs) Ho 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 ho. And then Yugi and Junochi play grab ass in the park, and Yugi's like- That's so true. (laughs) Yugi's like, with the power of friendship, anyone can win the day. Uh, and we will continue this story next time with episode 25, a new development, the handsome boy who attacks. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Lord. Do you have anything... So, I was just, like, disappointed. I was kind of let down by this whole arc. Yeah. I thought it would be more arch, you know? Um, but it's kind of, like, banal. Yeah. And... I feel like the power of friendship thing is, like, really weak. See, you know what's missing here. And this is how they fix this when they redo it, is they add Pegasus. I don't understand. How does adding Pegasus... Peg- because, one, he's great on screen. It's so true. two, Pegasus's whole, like, being a character who is more camp than Kaiba, being able to, like... Bring in—it's an entire duelist kingdom. It's an entire <laughs> island that you will compete over, and you'll you and also like pairing it down to one game that everyone is playing individually. Mm-hmm. Uh, that also frees up Kaiba to do his own Batman stuff. Yeah. Okay. At, and the corporate espionage stuff. And I think that that's kind of a big missing piece here is that it's just Kaiba. As, like, the main antagonist. Yeah. And then kind of, like, everyone else they fight doesn't really have anything to do. But, like, in Duelist Kingdom, you get all of those weirdos. There's so many weirdos yeah. on that island they can fight. There's there's Freaky Fish Guy. There's Breasts. There. <laughs> do not do it. An- Please. Do not do an abridged <laughs> series at me. <laughs> there's K- Bandit Keith. I said that, but I was about to say Beavis and Butthead. (laughs) Beavis and Butthead, also known as the B&B Corps. (sighs) Yeah, it's just... It's frustrating... And I feel like esp- I feel like overall Yu-Gi-Oh has been a bit of a frustrating show, but I feel like this one especially is frustrating because they're just doing dual monsters, and I know Duel monsters will do this all in one episode and better. Yeah, it's weird, you know. Like it's it's like. I know that you can find that he put this out recently, but like I have to imagine something like this is similar to going to Brandon Sanderson's website and reading the first or not first, but very early draft of like Way of Kings that he puts out there mm. where it's like, oh, this is just a completely different thing and you're going to fix all these issues. Mm. It's just not very satisfying. Yeah. I understand why they completely retooled this. I'm surprised that they were given the chance to, but I assume that comes from hey, we made the card game, and yeah. uh, we need to sell it. I think the card game is going to like take off and be very popular, and that's why they're going to make the anime. I assume that's right. Let me go to Anime Planet and look at some like release dates. You know, mm-hmm. maybe this will be helpful. So, Yu-Gi-Oh. 1998, airs in spring of 1998. I will point out that the manga also starts in 96. Uh Uh-huh. So the manga goes out for, uh, well, so Yu-Gi-Oh original anime is 1998. Duel Monsters is two two years later in the year 2000. So Mm Yu-Gi-Oh card game release date. Let me see if I can find something like that. Trading Card Game was launched by Konami in 1999 in Japan. So Mm -hmm. what you have is the anime ends. Konami, it looks to me, just looking at the dates, like the anime ends. It's like middling success. Konami buys the rights and says, we're going to make a card game. The card game does really well. Konami goes back and says, hey, make us a, a, a different anime of this that will sell the card game. And so they do, and then that is the smash hit. Yeah. You wanna hear the tags on Anime Planet for Yu-Gi-Oh!? Sure. Adventure, Shonen, Body Sharing, Card Battles, oh. High Stakes mm-hmm. Games, Supernatural, mm-hmm. Tournaments, yep. based yep. on a manga. Yeah i just going to read the d- <laughs> anime plan. has little descriptions for each tag, which I think is a fun touch. Um, important to be able That's to explain good. what the tags mean, but yeah. Body sharing. These anime showcase characters that have two or more personalities inhabiting the same body through some form of fantastical means, such as possession. Unlike a character with a split personality, these consciences- consciousness are two <laughs> entirely different people sharing the same body. Thanks, thanks Anime Planet. Thank you, Anime Planet. Let's go to the body um, sharing tag on Anime Planet. You got Yu-Gi-Oh! Would you like to know how far into the manga we are currently? How far into the manga are we? We are thirty-nine chapters. Out of how many? I mean out of all of Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, is there okay. just one Yu-Gi-Oh manga? I believe that's the case. Huh. So oh, that does... Duelist Kingdom starts with like Kaiba's Revenge. And yeah. Stuff. That does make sense cuz I think I think the uh, I think the splitting of Yu-Gi-Oh into like original Yu-Gi-Oh and then Yu-Gi-Oh Duo Monsters. I think that it, I think in the manga that is just kind of a thing that's invented for the English release. And it's just continuous manga. Yeah. Because you don't need to so relaunch we've... it. The guy just keeps writing the manga. Yeah. Uh, we've got, like... Because this is very... Like, I'm on Wikipedia, so I don't have summaries of each chapter. But we've got the volumes. And volume five is called The Terror of Blue Eyes slash The Heart of the Cards. Um, although it does end on a chapter called Get the One Million Yen. Oh, that's the one where Joe goes on that game show. Oh That's well the, then maybe we're a little farther than I thought. Millennium Enemy One, the mysterious transfer student. That must be Bakora. <laughs> There's a few mysterious transfer students in this show. <laughs> okay, no no no. Um Evil Dragon Cards, Jonochi Soul Battle Millennium The Traps of Zork Castle, the White <laughs> Wizard Bakora <laughs> I I would love to play like a like a Yu-Gi-Oh video game called The Traps of Zork Castle. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would fuck. Uh okay, Duelist Kingdom starts with I think chapter sixty one. No, wait. Why is it called Duelist Kingdom if it starts when Yu-Gi-Oh is dueling Pegasus? He duels Pegasus originally. There's an original Pegasus duel that Yugi loses, and that's why uh, Grandpa's Soul gets taken. Oh. Yeah. Well, Because Pegasus just cheats with the Millennium Eye, and Yugi doesn't know how to counter that. (laughs) Yes, this is the start of Duelist Kingdom. So, where we are, I guess it's a little different, Mm -hmm. because... There's no clue. I'm only judging this by chapter names because I have no summaries, really. Um, but I believe we are somewhere in the middle of Volume 6, which is in like the 40s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I assume the Bakura arc is going to take a few chapters and it probably just messes around for a while before getting to Pegasus. Uh, Millennium Enemy lasts ten chapters. Okay, and then we have some weird filler and then Pegasus shows up. Yeah, and then we have weird filler like don't draw that card. <laughs> don't you do it! Dual start. Trap. The ultimate perfect appearance. <laughs> also, Also translated as the ultimate great moth. Okay. Wait, so does that mean Weevil shows up before, like, Pegasus? I think what we'll find is that if we were to read the manga, I think a lot of that first two or three episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh! is, like, montaging through a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Hmm. We might have to read the Yu-Gi-Oh! manga. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's... Scrolls down. 343 chapters. <laughs> but it's... I think it's... Hmm. Uh-huh. It's 38 volumes. Mhm. So. Mhm. I mean, when you break it down, it doesn't seem like that bad. You'll just read like a volume at a time. Yeah. Come on, Nara. Uh, there's other mangas that I want to read. <laughs> well, you're not reading them right now, are you? There are mangas shorter than this that I considered extremely long. Like, Fist of the North Star. (laughs) No, 200 chapters is like nothing for a manga. I'm pretty sure Fist of the North Star is only 245 chapters, rather than Yu-Gi-Oh's 343. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. I'll read Fist of the North Star someday. (laughs) I want to. Fine, I'll read the fucking Yu Gi Oh manga. I'll read the manga with you if you want to like specifically do it. It has to be a project or I'll never finish. All right. Well, we'll set some deadlines and then read it, and probably <sighs> we'll talk about it in upcoming episodes. Maybe um, we'll talk about the manga on the Patreon. Ooh, ooh. Where is that Patreon again? Ooh, that Patreon is at patreon.com slash export audio. Is there anything else on there? Um, there's Bag End Book Club. There's yeah, hot, so true. hot singles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm asking you to plug my stuff. Yes, yeah. Is yeah and my mind is like, and my mind is like completely <laughs> empty of content. Um, Patreon.com/slash/exportaudio or exportod.io will take you to the Patreon for this and many other podcasts. And by giving us even merely a dollar you have access to early uh episodes for ours arcanum our brandon sanderson book club podcast bag end book club our tolkien book club podcast uh i think hot singles goes up early which is a music criticism podcast Mm -hmm. uh hot singles uh, does go up early yeah you also get back to the ark Ars Arcanum is one of my favorite export audio podcasts because it's the one I'm not on where I come up the most. <laughs> I am referenced so frequently on Ars Arcanum, and it is always a delightful little treat. <laughs> That's just for you. So maybe if oh. you're not me, that won't necessarily be a draw, but for me, it's a big draw. I do like when you are mentioned in things generally. Mm-hmm. But uh we also have Back to the Ark, which you and I make. hmm Uh where we watch Marble Hornets. God, do we watch Marble Hornets? We just finished the first season. Yeah. We're gonna learn uh we're gonna learn uh, uh about Jay and Fuck. <laughs> trying to remember Marble Hornets characters. <laughs> Alex, Alex? Crayley. That's so funny because that name is like two syllables off from a guy I knew in college. So it's just very, (laughs) like, I think about him and I just think about the guy from college and I'm like, yeah, that guy's in Marvel Hornets. (laughs) We're about to start season two where there's a woman on the cast. Girl alert. We've been on Girl Watch. Girl Watch. (laughs) There's a girl in the finale of Marvel Hornets. That's right. Of season one, that is. But yeah, we're going to get some women. Marble Hornets for the girls. For the girls. For the ladies. For the ladies. Um, There's other podcasts you make that aren't on export audio, though. That's true. Tell, tell me about those. Well, if you go to twitter.com, at, uh, at Grey Grebe, uh, which is a Type of Bird, and also my Twitter, you can find a link in my pinned tweet to uh, my... Podcast that i do such as novel not new uh a visual novel and narrative games podcast where we just played four horsemen and we're going to play heart of the woods soon i have cool. i have to i have to uh get settled into my job before we can record the heart of the woods <laughs> the heart of the woods podcast um that one's taking longer than it needs to and that's on me but in my defense- oh this looks gay it, it is gay. I have installed the, the gay sex scene patch. Damn. I wish I could put that patch in more things. I mean, some, someone's gotta. Someone's gotta play the, with the gay sex scene patches, and I, I'm i a patriot, so. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I love my country. <laughs> Parentheses, lesbians? Lesbians are not a country. Hmm. Um, yeah, you can also find... My podcast, Do Not Steal, uh, which is a podcast about tabletop criticism and making OCs. Um, I don't know if our episode on masks will be out by the time this podcast comes out, but it will be out soon. I have the files. Um, that one contains our probably our most OC to uh, content to tabletop content yet because uh, mm-hmm. i think our actual tabletop criticism is just pointing out a few things that are fun and then going well it's it's a powered by the apocalypse game so you know what fucking is happening <laughs> it's a it's a pretty good one i think i we think it's also pretty good we make some great girls yeah but that's every episode yeah but it's not every episode that a girl absorbs another girl that's true i think that has happened maybe once though <sighs> We've had possessions, it... we've had hauntings, yeah. we've <coughs> had Damn. cloning, but... Uh, Do you absurd- have body sharing? A body sharing? We did. This- we did a body sharing. We actually yeah. had multiple instances of body sharing. That's communism to me. <laughs> We're gonna go through one more episode like normal, and then for... Uh, January of 2022, we're gonna do a wrap-up episode where we sort of, like, just go back and, like, think about characters, and we're gonna probably, like, answer people's questions, or, like, just kind of reflect on the characters, and I'm looking forward to that, because I like my little weirdos. Will you do some hypothetical, like, who would win... Yeah, Debates. we're going to do power levels. We're going to do, if okay. uh, if our guys were basketball teams, what position would each character play? Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do, like, favorite foods, or, like, what if they all went out drinking? Uh, what if they went all out drinking? I think some of them are not old enough to drink. A few of them are not old enough to drink, but would still go out drinking. <laughs> don't tell me, don't tell me Ryan has not had a beer. I won't do that. Um. No, do not steal. It's a good podcast. And if you're over there on Twitter.com. Slash great Uh. You might see many tweets retweeted on that account. From at neither Nora. That's me. You should follow me as well. Uh. We both retweet each other like every day. Sometimes we'll get on calls and then make tweets just based on the dumb shit we're talking about on calls and then retweet retweet the tweets that the other one makes about the calls. Uh it's probably really obnoxious, but I love to do it. <laughs> um if it is obnoxious, you can find my coffee link in my Twitter bio and you can send me $5. If it is obnoxious, send any compl- any complaints to @bombsfall on twitter.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's so that's the stupidest bit i love you so much let just look at the deep cuts that i resurrect for you thank you i'm great that's that's a bit a bit you can learn about by listening to export audio maybe i don't I think so i don't know where it is i just know that you were saying it a, a lot i said it originally on a phone call to autumn oh. but um The bit of having fucking Scott Benson receive all of our complaint emails was just really funny to me. Yeah. I don't know that guy. (laughs) No. I don't even follow that guy. He's kind of annoying. At least he was in like 2018 (laughs) when I unfollowed him. Yeah. But it's okay. You can be kind of annoying. Yeah. I don't wish him ill. I just think he's a little annoying. I couldn't, like, there's no funnier, like, target for this bit, (laughs) Uh, Alright, is that it? Is that everything? Are we good? I think that might be everything. We're not good, but, you know. Next episode, we are going to be watching episodes 25, 26, and 27 of Yu-Gi-Oh! Finishing the Toei Yu-Gi-Oh! anime. And then the episode after that, we will watch the Toei yu yo movie. And then we will be done. It will be duel monsters time. We'll be dueling some monsters. We've been dueling some monsters for a while now, but... So, ah, so I, think that it, I think that, like, playground Dragon Ball fights are not the same as a duel. <laughs> okay. Alright. There's no rules. Okay, soon we'll be able to hear Dan Green... Soon we'll be able to hear ding, one of the greatest sound effects in modern cinematic history, <laughs> if you ask me. And then sometimes it was <laughs> all right. That's enough. That's enough for me. You know what, Olivia? What? Get off our decks! Yeah, get off our decks!